Hello and welcome back to the Football Fan Central podcast. Today is the third episode of the new podcast. I'd like to thank everyone, first of all, for listening to the first two episodes. Hopefully you enjoy this one, where I'm joined by Portsmouth fan George Compton and Liverpool fan George Quaylin, both of them making their debut on the podcasts. But before I talk to my two co-hosts, I would like to look back on our first inclusion of Predict the Scores. So last week I was joined by James Scales and Jay Chotai, where we predicted five of that week's biggest games. So the first game we looked at was Spurs versus West Ham. I went for a 3-1 win, James went for a West Ham 1-0 win, and Jay went for a 1-1 draw. Spurs, of course, did win that 2-0. So in the end, surprisingly, I was the only one that managed to get the Spurs win. Uh, the next match we looked at was Man United versus Sheffield United. I predicted 2-1, James Gers predicted 2-0 and Jay predicted 2-1. We all got that right. None of us got the exact score, but we all thought Man United would win. So that is a great by all of us, really. Uh, next one was Chelsea versus Man City. So the score was 2-1 to Chelsea and James Gers got that bang on. He went for 2-1 to Chelsea. So fair play to him. I don't really think much. many of us were expecting that because me and Jay both went for 2-0 wins to Man City. On to the first championship game of the five, it was Leeds versus Fulham. Now, unfortunately for me, being a Fulham fan, Leeds did win 3-0, absolutely battered us. I went for a 2-1 Fulham win. James Scales and Jay both went for Leeds wins. Neither of them went for 3-0, because I don't think anyone was expecting us to lose by that much anyway. So well done to James and Jay for predicting that Leeds win. And on to the last game out of the five and another championship game was Brentford versus West Brom. Brentford had just beaten us 2-0, so they were probably in quite good form. I predicted a 1-1 draw. Jay went for a 2-0 West Brom win. And James Scales got the score bang on with 1-0 to Brentford. And he did also predict Ollie Watkins to score, which he only went and did. So fair play to James Scales. And now we'll go to talk to George Krellin and George Compton about this week's coming fixtures and Liverpool winning the league. So last week, Liverpool, of course, won the league with Chelsea winning their fixture against Man City. Uh, Krellin being the Liverpool fan here, do you think they'll be able to retain it next season in kind of the squad they have? Or do you think other squads will improve too much and you won't be able to keep up? Uh, well, obviously, I hope that we can retain it, but then um, I'm a bit unsure on how much money Liverpool are going to spend because it says that they're not going to spend a lot because they're like Corona. And like there was reports we were supposed to get Werner. Obviously, he's come to Chelsea. And that was because uh, we wouldn't pay the like 50 million or whatever it is. And then I imagine City will strengthen because they're like, what, 20 something points behind, 23 points behind at the moment. So they're obviously going to strengthen. And then Man United and Chelsea, I like spending money, but I still don't think they'll be there next season. Maybe stronger, but not like title challengers. So I still think it will just be between, between um, Man City and Liverpool. I still think Liverpool will win the league next year. I don't think anything can change that because, I mean, of all the games they played this year, obviously apart from the Watford game, they didn't really look like losing any of them or they seemed you know, pretty solid, basically. And, um, I mean, like George said, obviously he's a Liverpool fan. They probably might not bring in that many people this year. 
but I don't see any other team really bringing massive signings due to the you know economic virus impacts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so yeah, no, I still think Liverpool will win the league next year for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a good point. I th- I think Chelsea and Man United, like you said, Credin, will definitely improve. But I think Champions League at best. Um, City and Liverpool still have the best squads in the league. So I think it'll be between them again. Uh, what about kind of manager-wise? So do you think Jurgen Klopp's better than Pep Guardiola and Prime Mourinho or, or even Alex Ferguson? Because for me, I think Alex Ferguson's the best out of them by by a long way. But what about kind of when Mourinho was at Chelsea and... Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp, who do you think is the best out of them? Uh, it's pretty difficult to compare, obviously, Alex Ferguson against all the rest because he'd done it for such a long time and he was so consistent. So he's like in a different league, really. If we're being honest, like, I don't know how many Premier Leagues he won, but it's like 13 or something like that. So, and he'd done it for like 20 years. And then you've got like Mourinho, who'd done it for like 10 years. But then I think recently he's kind of like tarnished his career. Like going to Chelsea, getting sacked, going to United, getting sacked, and then he's done a pretty mediocre job at Tottenham. Between like Klopp and Guardiola, they're pretty like similar, like in terms of their success rate and everything. It's normally like them two are like top dogs at the moment. So I would say they're pretty similar. But between like Prime Mourinho and Klopp, I'd say you need to give Klopp like another five to ten years and see if his success carries on, because I'd say if it carries on at like the rate it's doing at the moment, you've got to say Klopp's better than Mourinho, but it's a bit difficult to compare because Mourinho's been in the game for a lot longer than him. So, Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Um, I think, for me, Klopp's probably a bit better than Guardiola because Guardiola's had the path a bit easier in the way, the way he was manager of Barcelona and Bayern. Like they're, they're the two biggest clubs in the countries he were he was in. Whereas Klopp kind of was at Dortmund, which probably are not as big as a club as Bayern, but he's still done really well there. And when he came to Liverpool, he's improved them massively. But I still don't think he's on Ferguson's level and probably, like you're saying, not Mourinho's quite yet. But if he keeps doing it at the top level for another few years, he could definitely get there. And what about you, Compton, on the managers? Who do you think's the best out of them? And do you think Klopp can eventually catch up to Ferguson? Um, I think right now, I would definitely put Klopp as above Guardiola because when Guardiola went to City, he already had like a you know like a pretty decent squad. Whereas Klopp, obviously, I mean, in his first game, yeah, like Moreno and you know those sort of players starting, and then he's managed to. I think one of the big things about being a manager is recruitment, and he's managed to recruit. Cheapish players, you know, like Robertson, eight mil. That's nothing nowadays. And he's managed to turn him into, you know, the left, the best left back in the world. And that's the, that sort of thing is why Klopp's probably, I would say, the best manager in the world right now. But I mean, compared to a prime Mourinho, I would still say prime Mourinho is probably a little bit better. But then I reckon five years, Klopp could easily surpass Mourinho. And then also for Alex Ferguson, I still think Alex Ferguson leagues ahead Klopp right now. But then in the future, see how it goes, I guess. 
Yeah, I think you're right on that, to be honest. I think Klopp's recruitment has been amazing. Although there was, obviously, they spent a lot on Van Dijk for the player he was, but it definitely has been worth it. And the players like Mane and Robertson, they were such cheap players and a bit, kind of they were steals at the time. And he has made them into class players. And on the topic of Liverpool's squad, do you think they do have the best squad on paper in the world? Or is it down to Klopp and, and the kind of style of play, the chemistry in the club, things like that? What would you say, Krellin? Uh Well, I don't think they've got the best team on paper. I'd say City have got the best team on paper. Because if you look at like their starting eleven and then their subs as well, like uh, it's just like all their team are like internationals and everything. Like the team they played against Newcastle was like ridiculous in like an FA Cup and they can just easily beat pretty much any team. Like they'll play like FA Cup league games and they'll just put any team out and it'll still be amazing. Where Liverpool, they're obviously their starting 11's uh, really good. But then like people like Henderson, they're like not exactly like world beaters, are they? Like they they do really well in that system, but in like, other teams, I don't think they're that good. Like nowhere near technically as good as like someone like a De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva. Yeah, no, fair enough. And Compton, do you think City do have a better team than Liverpool on paper, or do you think Liverpool still just have the best players outright? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I agree with George in that respect. That City, hundred percent, have the best team in the league. But then it's just Liverpool's um, like play style and that that makes them the best team in England. So yeah, I just yeah agree that City have a better team, but Liverpool are the better team. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I think I'd agree with you both there. That I think it's just the mentality around Liverpool that puts them a bit above City, but City do have great players. On to uh, another team in the Premier League in Man United. So we have spoken a bit about if they do invest, could they get up to title challenges? And to be honest, I think if they do make a few more signings, they do have a chance because Pogba's back in the team. But do you guys think that the way Pogba's playing right now, it's he's playing for a move away. He's trying to get recognised by, by Real Madrid. They're looking at him and they're thinking, yeah, definitely want to get him now. Or do you think he's genuinely playing for Man United? Like he wants to be in that team next season. Compton, I'll go to you first. What do you think about that? I honestly believe that Pogba right now, he's in... I don't even think, to be honest with you, although he's a world-class midfielder and he's, um, you know, obviously in some... When he plays well, he's top of the game. I don't think he's earned a right almost to leave United and to get that big money move to... I don't know, a Real Madrid or a Barcelona. I don't think he's actually deserved that. All right, so personally, I think at the start of the season, he got injured, didn't he, with like an ankle injury. And I think he was just trying to play, play it out as long as he could so he wouldn't get injured. So he could go and be sold this season, at the end of this season. Because so I'm pretty sure, didn't that Andre Gomez or Andre Gomes or however you pronounce the name, he broke his leg and he came back quicker or something, which is just ridiculous. Um, so I definitely think he was trying to move for to get a move away. But then obviously with coronavirus, I think no team like Barcelona or Real Madrid or maybe going back to Juventus isn't going to pay the amount of money and his wages. So I think he's kind of realised I've got to like actually start playing and play 
um, and play at a good level, try and get that move away and maybe go away like next season or January or whenever he can get a move away. But I think eventually he will try and get away because he's never really like settled there. Like he just shows like glimpses. But then it's a bit weird because he always plays really well for France in the Euros and everything. But I think it's because he's got like world-class players around him, like especially defensively minded, like Kante and stuff, where United, like Bruno Fernandes is good, but he doesn't defend. And like McTominay isn't nowhere near as good as like someone like a Kante. So he struggles to like do the defensive side. He's way more attacking. And I think United don't play him in the right position where I think teams are still interested in him due to the fact that when he does play for France and he's got world-class players around him, he's really good. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And that that when he when he plays on his day, he's, he's great. But it's just like you say, it's been glimpses. He hasn't been consistent at United. And it's kind of, they saw how he was like at Juventus and he was really good. And, you know, everyone saw the highlights and, and things like that. But he just hasn't really shown it as much or he's shown, shown little bits of it. And on to a, like you're saying, Barcelona, if they do buy Pogba, but on to Barcelona, they have just sold Arthur um, to, to Juventus and Pjanic has gone the other way to Barcelona. So do you kind of think that Barcelona are in, are in years of decline now? Because a lot of their squad is over 30. If you look at kind of PK, Jordi Alba, Busquets, Arturo Vidal, Obviously, Messi's still great, but Messi, Suarez, a lot of their team is coming to later years of their career. And, and Krelin, I'll go to you. Do you think that they need to start investing more for the future and that their kind of glory years are over in a way? Oh, I think for the next se- for next season, they'll be all right because they're still like, they've still got like quality players like Messi and stuff. And when he's still around, they've always got a chance to win trophies and stuff. But I do think they need to invest into some young talent but I think people forget they do still have like an amazing academy and everything like people like um Fatty or is it Ansu Fatty or something yeah and they'll have like really good academy players coming through and then they've always got loads of money anyway so I don't think I think people are overreacting on how bad the impact will be where they can like as you can see well they sold Arthur um, for like 70 million. I know it's in almost like a swap deal, but they got like 10 mil um, back because they uh, valued Pjanic at like 60 mil. So I think they'll always be all right, but they might dip slightly, but I, th- I don't think it will affect them too much, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think I think for me, they will start struggling in the Champions League. I think they'll be all right in the Liga, but we'll have to see what happens in the next few years. So on to our second kind of time doing this prediction for the week of the five biggest fixtures and and the first one I've chosen is Preston North End versus Derby so I'll start on this one because I'm I'm a championship fan Fulham are in a championship and this is a big game because both teams are level on points just outside the playoff places um, but Preston have lost their last five championship games, whereas Derby have won their last five. So I think Derby will win 2-0. Compton, what, what do you think the score will be? I believe that Derby will win this match purely just due to the fact that they've actually won their last four championship games, whereas Preston actually haven't won in their last five games, so in the last five championship games. So purely on that basis, I'm going to predict probably Derby 2-0 win. I'm going to say um, Preston is going to be a draw, like 2-2, because Preston need 
uh, the points and because they're level on points with Derby, they need to bounce back and it's like the perfect time for them to do so. And even that like playing at home at the moment with no crowds, sometimes a disadvantage. Um, I think they'll still try and like pull out of the bag and get their form back on track. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think they do need to because it's so close now in the championship. Uh, and we'll go on to our first Prem game of the five games in Sheffield United versus Spurs. So both teams were kind of in what well, Spurs at the start of the season would have been expecting to get a Champions League spot. And Sheffield United have been in the Europa League Champions League spots. But both Sheffield United have kind of dropped a bit and Spurs have always been a bit out of it. So I think this could be a close game. It could go either way. But I'm going to say 2-0 to Spurs. Compton, what about you? I believe that um, Tottenham actually have more to play for because Tottenham obviously want that European um, league sport, especially with City not being able to play Champions League football next year. So I reckon that Tottenham have a lot more to play for, even though there's only a one-point difference, which I just realised. Um, but I do believe Tottenham will win probably 1 or 2 nil. but then I still reckon Sheffield United always have that potential to pull out the bag and win a game in my opinion I would say Sheffield United actually want to get into like a Europa League or Champions League if they could but I don't think they can anymore but like Europa League sport more than Spurs because they've never been there um but I think I don't know what's happened to them because they just I'm pretty sure they've lost all three is it three games they've played they've like lost all of them they got battered against United last week three nil isn't it um yeah so I think they they've started they've like struggled they um yeah they've struggled whereas like um Spurs have done pretty decent like drawing to United never a easy game and then I think Mourinho always finds a way to win in like difficult games to be honest so I would say like three one to Spurs yeah so we've all gone for Spurs wins on that one but I, I think like like you said Compton that Sheffield United always do have the potential and Sheffield United probably do want that. Champions League or Europa League spot, so it will be close. So onto the game where it's the the league winners now, Liverpool. They go to Man City, uh, and it's I think this will be an interesting one because obviously they're both great teams, but it's different circumstances in the fact Liverpool have just won the league. Usually, I'd probably go for a Liverpool win or a draw, but because I think Liverpool have probably taken their foot off the pedal a bit, I'm going to say two one to Man City. Credit, I'll, I'll go to you on this one. What do you think? Do you think your team can win or? Um, well, I've obviously got to back them. But to be honest, I think it will be like a 2-2 draw because I think City really want to win to send like a message to the rest of the league and Liverpool especially to show that they're not out of it for like next year. Um, and that they're still like, they can still easily um, win the league next year. But then psychologically, I think Liverpool have definitely got the advantage over City. Um, like in recent, like in like big games, like Champions League games in like 2018, they beat them over both legs. Uh, they normally do beat them um, in the big game. So, but I still think it will be a two-two draw because Liverpool have like taken like it's, I think it's eight-day break or like a week break or something. Where City have played a game, so they might just be a little bit rusty and they've pro partied a little bit. So, I still think it will be two-two because. Pep and Pep gets a bit um, frustrated with when he plays Liverpool. Like he gets a bit annoyed, where he doesn't really get annoyed at anyone else. I don't know why, but he always gets a bit flustered. So I think it, um, they always struggle. 
So yeah, I'll take two two. Okay, fair enough. And what about you, Compton? I still believe that if Liverpool had the unbeaten run going, Liverpool would be doing pretty much everything in their favour to try and become the first team to ever win the Premier League unbeaten. But ever since that um, that potential got stripped away, I do feel like they're especially um, after the weeks uh, the week the the week that just happened where you've seen them all partying and videoing and everything after their league win, which they should have done anyway. But I just feel like that sort of thing would just probably pull their foot off the gas. Whereas I feel City, like I think George said, want to send out a message to the rest of the league. So, yeah, I, I predict a City win probably 2-0, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think, like you say, Liverpool will probably still be fighting for more if they didn't lose that um kind of invincible bit but but they have lost it so uh, I don't know it's going to be it's going to be a good game it always is Man City Liverpool I guess the circumstances are just a bit different this time and Compton going on to your team for the for the first time today in Portsmouth versus Oxford it's the League One playoff semi-finals this week so I'll ask you for the score over both legs so for me Oxford are all much better form and haven't lost in five. And Portsmouth have been a bit up and down in their last few games. But I think Portsmouth do have a better side and I think they need to take this opportunity this season to get in there. So over the both legs, I'm going to say 4-2 to Portsmouth. Uh, Compton, you back in your team or what do you think? Yeah, definitely. I feel like over the past, being a Portsmouth fan now all my life, over the past probably I would say three years it's been the most frustrating thing because I think we believe I believe we've been in the playoff final not playoff final playoffs to uh, three seasons running now and every time we've been in that position we've always just fallen short um, but I believe this time because we've actually although the form suggests that we've been up and down every game they put in a solid performance they've just been couple of stupid mistakes which hopefully they've been kicked out of them the last few weeks in pre-season pre-season for the playoffs if you like but I do reckon yeah it will be ports of win over the two games got to back my team I feel like it'll be 4-1 on aggregate so yeah two two I say 3-0 in the home game and then one all in the away one yeah okay that that's definitely a good shout uh, and Krellin, are you gonna back Portsmouth as well, or what do you think? Well, I don't really watch a lot of like League One stuff, so I don't really know. But considering Portsmouth have like been there quite a lot, I think they'll try and like prove that they can get through and like get past what they haven't been able to do. But they might have like a mental barrier, like almost, and they might struggle and like get a bit nervous where Oxford aren't aren't always in that position so they might be a bit um less nervous so i don't really know like what the score will be but just guessing okay yeah yeah fair enough i i think again this with league one like you say none of us have really watched it that much i mean compton might have watched a few games but i don't even think he's watched too much and and it would kind of be unfair to leave out the other playoff semi-final even though none of us really know that much apart from Compton about it but it's uh, Wickham versus Fleetwood 
So Wickham, again, have been a bit hit and miss in the last few games and Fleetwood have drawn three out of five. They've been quite low scoring. So I think it'll be a Wickham win. Um, but I'll, I'll say 2-1 to Wickham over both legs, so quite a quite a low one. What about you, George Compton? Do you think um, that Wickham will do it or Fleetwood will do it? Who knows? I mean, although I am a Portsmouth fan and a fan of League One football, I don't know too much about uh, the summer semi-final. But from what I do know, the League One um, end of season, uh, the predicted places are all based on points per game. And obviously Wickham, they've, we, Wickham have played a game less than everyone else. But, um, and so they're only in the playoffs due to um, having a higher points per game. So although that doesn't actually mean anything because they would have probably got in the playoffs anyway. Um, I still do believe that Wickham, yeah, Ports have always had a, a struggle against Wickham, whereas we've always seemed to do a right against Fleetwood. So simply just using that um, uh, that basis, I do. I'm gonna say Wickham win, but it could go either way. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. So the, the last few weeks since the championship has returned, it's all gone a bit mental, really. So. My team, Fulham, were, were thirds and we looked more likely to catch the top two than we definitely do now. Brentford are catching up with Leeds and West Brom. Leeds beat, went and beat us 3-0. We lost to Brentford. And Bristol City, kind of going into lockdown, were sixth or seventh, I think, and now they're twelfth. So between twelfth and sixth, so the bottom playoff place, there's five points. Uh, it's just it's just all a bit mental, really. Derby are up there, so that's why Derby against Preston is a big game because whoever wins that will be level on points with sixth place. Um, first of all, do you guys think that Brentford or or anyone else will catch the top two, or and what do you think about who's going to get playoffs? Do you think anyone will drop out, or or there'll be a surprise in there like Blackburn or something? I personally think Brentford won't catch. I can only see Brentford catching the top two. But I, I don't think they will. But I think they're in like really good form. So I would probably say they're most likely to go up next year with Leeds and West Brom. And I think the top six uh, like playoff places will stay the same. Pretty like solid. Because I don't think for them will drop out, even that they're in like a bad run of form. They've still got like quality as like a team. And they, they've been to the playoffs like two years ago. So I think they'll have like composure and like uh, the experience to like get over like a bad patch. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, and Compton, what do you think? Well, obviously I'm not a championship fan of any team, but I mean, just from the way that my mates who support Fulham have been talking about it, uh, they're all a little bit nervous about the potential of dropping out, but. I mean, just looking at their team, they've got premiership quality in their team, um, such as, I don't know, Mitrovic, he's easily could play for a mid-table team, maybe a little bit below mid-table. But um, they've got players like that that have potential, and I feel like they will step up and keep Fulham in the playoffs for sure. But then, I mean, about who wins the playoffs, I don't see Brentford catching West Brom at all. Um, Leeds, West Brom, who wins the league, that's totally in the air. Probably Leeds, just due to their form, that's a bit better. But then um, 
I mean, just looking at form as well, Cardiff seem to, they've won their last three. That could potentially boost their hopes of going up. And yeah, I, I, I do feel though, Leeds and West Brom will go up and then I feel Brentford will win the playoffs too. Yeah, I, I think you could be right on that. I'm quite nervous about the playoffs because we, we've played Forest. We haven't played our second game against them, but we lost to them at home. We lost both times against Brentford. Brentford, are, I'm just don't want to play them at all. We we always do so bad against them. So I'm not very confident on that note. And moving on from the championship, what about Joe Hart? So it's it's a bit random, but we saw that he got released by Burnley and he's he struggled for games recently and he's been linked with teams in the Scottish Premiership like Celtic. Um or he could definitely move to a championship team. I can see him moving to someone, let's say like Nottingham Forest or I don't know, even Fulham or Preston Derby, let's say, because obviously he knows Wayne Rooney. Derby wouldn't be a, a bad shout. What do you guys, where do you guys think Joe Hart's career went wrong? And where do you think he should move to next? Because obviously now he's a free agent. Compton, I'll go to you first. Yeah. Um, I mean, for Joe Hart anyway, um, I mean, before 2012, he was arguably, he was England's, he was England's number one. He was arguably one of the best goalies in the league. He was England's best goalie and his career was going swimmingly. I believe that he won the Golden Glove in 2011 and 2012. And then obviously he was the goalie who, that won Man City, their league title in 2012. But then it all seemed to go wrong at that 2012 Euros, didn't it? where England were knocked out against Italy, I believe, in the Euros. And um, it was that Perlo Panenka, wasn't it, that um, Joe Hart let in to make them go out the Euros. And, I mean, there are a few theories going around that that was potentially a trigger point that made him believe that, you know, hey, look, I just got humiliated on the biggest stage. But then, yeah... um, Looking towards his future, like Will said, I do see him becoming, obviously there's Celtic, that seems very reasonable, such as, you know, Fraser Forster obviously moved up there, He's his career started to decline, that's where he went. You obviously have um, a few of the younger, the other guys like Jermaine Defoe, he went to Rangers, so yeah, I do see him moving up to Scotland, or like Will said, Potentially moving down to Derby like Rooney and yeah, yeah no no that's him. yeah yeah definitely I think he is kind of a championship quality player uh, and Krellin do you think that the best move for him would be to Scotland or the championship and well, what do you think, think kind of happened to him? Well, I think where it went wrong was when Guardiola came to City because he didn't like him due to him playing not that good with his feet where someone like Edison is really good. Obviously, before they got Edison, they had Bravo, who was nowhere near as good as him as an actual like shot stopper. But he was a lot better at his feet because he used to play for Barcelona and everything. And then, But because he was very good at shot stopping, they got Edison. There's no way you can say uh, Hart's even close to Edison. But, um, yeah, when he went there and he went to like Torino, wasn't it? which was a bit of a bizarre yeah. move to go to Italy straight away. And that's like a completely different like way of playing football. It's a lot more tactical, a lot more slow. 
So I doubt he'll be getting as many chances to um, save shots and people in England won't be like looking at him as much. So I think that was probably the wrong move for him to go there. But I would say now he should go to the Championship because like, if he goes to Scotland, if he goes to either Rangers or Celtic, they're basically the only big game is Celtic versus Rangers. So he's got like a couple games a year where he's where people will be watching really, apart from like the diehard Scottish fans. Where if he goes to the Championship, there'll be more eyes on him, and he could like get back into the Prem because I still think he's got quality. Well, he does have quality, so he can still get it. But I don't know if he can. If he's got like the determination to to come back, yeah, I think that's a great point because I just think his career is a bit bit out the window now. Uh, a championship is probably where he'll end up, and his career's fallen off. Obviously, he's had a good career though, like like you said, winning the title with City and that. Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening to the third episode of the Football Fan Central podcast. Thank you very much to my two co-hosts, George Cradine and George Compton, who I hope to have you two back on here soon. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out our website or our Twitter or Instagram and our Facebook page. All support is appreciated and thank you so much for the support on the following two episodes. And hopefully you enjoy this one as well. Thanks, guys.